Donica Strange Riscano, author, speaker, and community leader, comes to you today with Recapture, the weekly program that gives a biblical perspective on living a Christ centered life as you walk through your recovery journey. Our focus is providing healing for the family with love, knowledge, forgiveness, and information. Welcome back. Welcome back. Thank you for tuning in to Recapture once again. We are so excited and happy to have you with us once again. This is Essence Monet, your moderator. And today I have with me our in-house counselor, Miss Monica Strange. How are you doing? Hi, Essence. Thank you so much for having me today. I am here on behalf of our host, Miss Donica Strange Riscano. And today I will be taking on your role, Essence, helping you to lead the conversation. And you'll do most of the hosting and bringing us the theory and concepts. So thank you so much for your hard work in preparing. And I'm sure our listeners will have uh, received what you're saying. Uh, It's so important. I'll say that. So hopefully they'll receive what we're saying and uh, move forward in a a positive light. Yes, ma'am. We do appreciate you coming in today. And so just a quick recap. Last week we did discuss gratitude and how that is so important right now for the holidays to, to be grateful for the things that we have. I know you did listen in to the broadcast, uh, you know, and I, and I know that that information was a blessing for everybody. So if you missed that, if you missed that episode, definitely go back and listen on the podcast about gratitude and how we can implement things right now, especially during, during the holiday times. Like we said, this is the most wonderful time of year. And we, it is in, in our best interest and our benefit to be grateful um, and have gratitude at this time. Now, with that being said, the other part of the conversation is, is loneliness. You know, are you feeling lonely right now? So Christmas has just passed. Another holiday has just passed. Everyone um, executed in whatever manner they, they did, whether they spent time with family, whether they didn't. Um, and so let's let's kind of take a step back and kind of assess how a person may be feeling now. Maybe maybe you, you chose the option to um, celebrate with your family via Zoom or maybe you actually physically went over to your family and went in cycles and shifts. So it's not too many people um, in one place at one time just to be safe and everything like that. Um, but I, I definitely would say that loneliness is something that people may be dealing with at any time of the year. Mm-hmm. I, you know what? I want to go back to that one phrase you said, the most wonderful time of the year. Do you know when everyone says that, when anyone says that, I hear a melody in my mind. I just start singing that song internally. It's the most wonderful time of the year. And when I'm saying that, I get a feeling of joy. Mm-hmm. And that's what the wonderfulness of the holiday is. It's to bring about that great joy. Now, I wonder who wrote that song mm-hmm. and who wrote the lyrics right. that we just created a mantra 
for the holiday season by saying that. But that is so true, and that's what joy does. And that's what the scripture should do. That's what worship should do. And for a prelate of what we talked about last week, that's what gratefulness should do. Right. It should put that energetic joy in your spirit like a song. Most definitely, most definitely. And so when we do look at loneliness and what it is and where it comes from, um, we're going to be giving you some information from uh, social scientists, experts, psychologists, um, sociologists, people um, who've been studying these things, right? And so the overall conclusion is that, one, loneliness is a personal experience. Mm -hmm. It's, It's not anything that can be particularly measured by a certain particular criteria. And the thought is that if you feel lonely, if you think you're lonely, then you are lonely because no one can tell you that you're not. Right. Right. And so um, what the experts also link to loneliness is that it really vamped up during the Renaissance period when the intellectuals and the thinkers kind of separated themselves off. And at this point in time, um, according to the information that the experts are presenting, this is when individualism really became important. Mm-hmm. And so um, people were living in small communities, basically fending for that community themselves and mm-hmm. more of an, uh, um, not isolation because it's still a community, but as the industrial revolution came in, people are working in factories. Now you're having larger groups of people coming from different areas, coming together, and they don't have uh, the same level of connectedness as a person who grew up in their community around the same people all for years and years and years. Mm-hmm. Now you're mixing together more. And so even though there's more connectedness, the depth of the connection was not as deep. And, and we could be in so much in the same, <clears throat> excuse me, in this current time with social media, mm-hmm. you're more air quotes connected right you can be more connected with your family via zoom you can be more connected in business via zoom and webex and skype whatever medium you use you can even be more connected with your financial institutions right (laughs) not to give anybody any commercials but you have a particular institution you've been researching lately and are highly uh engaged with so that level of connecting it that you spoke of about in historical context it's even greater now oh yes but just because you're connected does Mm -hmm. that mean you're not lonely right and that's that's exactly what the information is saying just because there are people around does not mean you're not feeling lonely and even the experts say you can you can feel better when you are physically by yourself than in a room full of people. You can, now, you what can about feel, that? Because I feel that, I like, honey, right. I want to clean the house and burn some candles and uh, turn on Daystar. I think that's, I think for me, that, that kind of leads to something different, um, a level of, of peace, mm-hmm. a, a level of internal peace. That you have, but I guess it has to be a certain amount of balance to it. Correct, mm-hmm. and so and that that's another big part. I can't be a hermit in my game room watching Daystar, Netflix, right? Because according to the experts, is that social connection is something that we are now biologically 
um, that's biologically ingrained with us because way, way, way long ago, and uh, so to speak, for lack of a better term, caveman days, you know, the idea and the thought is that a person was more likely to survive within the group because you, you're having a more ability to get things done, you, you know, more ability to grow your food and to defend yourself um, against physical dangers, you know, like the whole body heat thing. If you're cold and you only have yourself, well, you may freeze to death. But mm-hmm. if you have, you know, two to three other people for y'all to huddle together and share y'all's body heat, that's increasing your survival chance on a quite literal sense. Right. And so uh, the information the experts presented is basically saying that it is biologically ingrained in us to want to have connectedness with each other, to have a desire for these social contexts for it to have meaning, and that it quite literally hurts when we feel lonely, when we feel disconnected. Can you talk about that a little bit? What do you mean? So, so essentially, and not to get too deep into the technical terms, um, since I'm not a clinician, but the brain, the part of the brain that processes your uh, emotion, emotion, is the same part of the brain that processes your physical pain. It's the same part of the brain, and so you know, we, the the there's a term um, broken heart or passing away from a broken heart. That's a quite literal thing. It really is. You know, your body can quite literally have a reaction the same as if actual tissue damage. You know, if you were to get shot, you have tissue damage and things like that. Or if you're consuming things that are having a direct impact on your actual organs, those things are quite little. And that's the same thing for your emotional pain. Um, and so it's, it's so many things that you have to unwrap and consider. And there's and there's hope. Um, and the thing about it, like we were discussing earlier with the Renaissance era and then as the industrial era came about, era came about Things shifted for what they, what daily life looked like, and the part of what the experts are saying is that um, when you're feeling loneliness, your platonic relationships, your relationships with your friends, or you're just hanging out and enjoying yourself, that is the easiest thing to sacrifice. And I can say this within my own personal experience: as we, as I've gotten older, okay, there's school. Now I'm a parent. Intimate relationships, things like that, and you have work, and so you have to deal. You have to be a parent, and the easiest thing, even I can I can agree, the easiest thing to to um, avoid or to give yourself more time from is your social interactions. You don't you know you don't have to go out to the movies with your friends or anything like that. That's the easiest thing to to not do when because everything else is on. A much higher level of responsibility. Exactly. Really, it's just uh, you use the word sacrifice, but it's you have a higher level of responsibility to those other things: uh, parenting, your career, your your education, and for those of us in a faith practice, we have a higher responsibility for the service right. that we're doing. And generally, you would think of service. Uh, as engagement, but if you're doing it in a way that's making sure it's getting done without engagement, without connectedness, mm. in terms of this study of loneliness, one of the primary words 
uh, that the researchers and the experts is using is connectedness. Mm -hmm. You can very well go to your holiday service at church, at the local community center, uh, put together the boxes to serve the homeless or the hungry, uh, the widowed or the orphaned, Mm -hmm. and not be connected to the individuals there. Right. Or, or even the bigger cause. Right. You're connected to your individual service. And that's what the experts are speaking of, to become connected with other people. Right. And that thing is going to, that connectedness is going to help you in a way that you've discussed, uh, prevent these physical, emotional mm-hmm. uh, results of loneliness. Exactly. And in, in, in to dive more into the the sense of the the many things that people are, are juggling, I would say for myself personally, well, me and my well, my my close friends and myself, we we all have life and things like that, and we don't get upset with each other if we don't talk for six months. We don't. Mm-hmm. Is when we connect when we do actually hang out. That's, it's a three-hour conversation. We're right. going to go out and we're going to catch up and we're going to see, wow, you, you've been having a lot going on. I've been having a lot going on and things like that. Um, and that's and that's a big deal. It's, and it's just like, you know, there's an ultimate goal of where you're trying to get to your life in a sense of financial stability and things of those nature. And, and that kind of takes precedence because in my mind, it's like, okay, I ideally, yeah, I want a baby to sit on the beach all day, every day, and just hang out and laugh and enjoy my loved ones. That's my ideal situation. I know someone, they said their ideal job is to win the lottery. <laughs> they, don't, they don't have, their ideal job is, is, to, is to win the lottery so you can enjoy life and everything, um, all, the, all the things that are afforded to you from having uh, finances without having to put in the time. If this is so funny. I always say at work, when I win the lottery, that's my two-week notice. If you see me on TV with a big check, <laughs> number one, I don't play the lottery. But I always say to my colleagues, if I, you see me on TV with a big check, that's my two-week notice. Right. No, you have better uh, you have better integrity than that. No, I don't. No. If you see me TV with the big check, that means I'm not coming back. Right. Some people, that's not even a two-week notice. That's my I'm not coming back. I'm not coming back. You know what I was just thinking here? As a single who's never been married and I don't have children, that's a very small population of the overall population. Mm-hmm. But for African-American women, that's not a, that's not that small. Mm-hmm. have a lot of single women who don't have any children. I would love to see what the information says about singles and loneliness mm. in my own particular space I, I like being at home right uh, I like being at home reading or watching Daystar or uh, Netflix I particularly like that but when you're talking about the sphere of connectedness mm-hmm. or loneliness what's the uh, efficacy of a single finding meaningful connectedness right no children, no spouse. Right. What would do singles do for that level of connectedness? Not just um, for singles, though, too, but as well as for this overall conversation. Right. You're going to be talking a little bit about loneliness, but what about the other piece of right. it, which the experts 
uh, that we researched use the word connectedness. How do you improve your connectedness and not your pre- just being present? Right. And so, and I kind of touched on this a bit last week, is that the thing that it comes with aloneness and it being a personal experience is that you do, according to the the um, experts, you do have to make an effort for it. Mm-hmm. And that's also what the word uh, word says, you know. Show yourself friendly, mm-hmm. and so oh, that's good. And so, um, so the thing about it is that so there, there's, there's a few questions that the experts did pose um, before. And before I get into that, I'll say this: you have to make, you do have to make an effort for it. And even in a sense um, of you being a single woman and things like that, you don't have children. We still have close friends. You still have family and things like that, and you do engage with them. And from my observation, you still engage with them. You're not you're not being a hermit in your game room watching Netflix all day. You still interact, whether that be going out or speaking on the phone or things like that. I think um, that maybe there's something we do have to dive deeper into pulling out of the research, how to truly achieve that connectedness and what that is going to look like moving forward, especially considering everything going on in the health arena right now that's true because there's there's going to be a new normal and on a spiritual sense we we know that that's a completely different conversation for all the implications of the things going on in the world right now right um and we won't dive into that right now but we know that all these things have high greater implication than just wearing a mask and things of that nature. Yeah, and I'm glad you mentioned that in terms of our current um, quarantine or semi-quarantine environment, depending on your own personal actions and behaviors, as well as, um, you know, in the state of Texas, what maybe late March, April, it was more increased in terms of the quarantine expectations. Right. We're all expected to wear a mask and wash our hands, social distance. But most of us, or some of us, are at home more than we ever have been. Would have been. I've I've worked from home for years for the last decade. So that yes. was not a transition for me. What did you see yesterday? I believe you were running an errand yesterday. And you had to uh, travel, and it was about. What did you say? Oh. I, we were in traffic, and I just said, I cannot imagine having to do this every day. Twice a day. Twice a day. <laughs> I do have a quick story when I was at home, and uh, I overslept. It was on a work day. It was, I was on the East Coast at the time, and I woke up at 11 o'clock. And then my friend said to me, how can you be late for work when you're two feet from your office? <laughs> so yes. you you traffickers, I I don't want that at all. Yes, I, I, I say, and we live in Houston, we live in a big city. If if you do not work in your neighborhood, you're, you're having at least 30 to 45 minutes mm-hmm. mute one way. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot. Yeah. Um, but so... To go back, back to loneliness, yes. <laughs> <laughs> back, back to basically how to combat the loneliness and how to be connected. A big part of it, since loneliness is a personal experience, there's a lot of introspection that has to occur. And the experts do say introspection does not completely resolve it all the time. Sometimes you do need to seek out professional help, um, counselor, therapist, things of that nature, to help you work through some things. But a few questions to ask yourself initially when you when you are analyzing your place and where you are for your own loneliness 
is basically so. Number one, are you assuming the worst about others? Well, you know, and so the thing about the loneliness is that in the quite it's a literal thing for the impact as it has that it has on you. And the um, comparison that was made is that hunger makes you pay attention to your your physical need in a sense of um, giving your body fuel. Right. Mm-hmm. But your loneliness makes you pay attention to your social signals, mm-hmm. meaning when you do feel lonely, you do have a more heightened sense of other of the other people around you, social cues, cues. But according to the experts, you're more likely to interpret them incorrectly mm-hmm. when you're feeling lonely. You're projecting mm-hmm. a negative into the situation. You're assuming that that person does not like you. Mm-hmm. You're assuming that your information or your dialogue was not well received. You're, resu- you're assuming that they're going to walk away with a negative uh, point of view or observation of you and that's what that loneliness dis- does and not only that it makes you to often rehearse it mentally wow you're creating this mental dialogue a whole narrative you, you, wrote, whole you wrote the whole narrative. book the whole book and that's the next question do you predetermine what the results of an interaction will be meaning when you're thinking to yourself, maybe I should call such and such first, see if they want to hang out, and then you go on your tangent. No, they don't. They don't even like spending time with me. They just they just hang out with me, pay for the dinner or whatever the case may be. Um, that is that is that is uh, going down the rabbit hole, and you don't know those things to be true, right? right. And so, like I was like I mentioned last week when we were um, discussing gratitude. Is that me personally? I made it a habit that if I if I if I have something going on with me and I need to vent, if I have something going on with me and I need to vent, and I'm calling someone, whether it's a family member, my mom, whether a friend or anything like that, when I get on the phone, even though I know I, I want to unload, I ask them, "Hey, how's your day going? You know, what's going on with you? Are you in a place to be able to receive?" What's going on with me? Mm-hmm. I do that often. I call and say, hey, I'm checking on you. And oh, no, I'm not doing nothing. I'm working. You know, uh, I think it's meaningful to do that. Just to check in people. How are you doing? Uh, this is a true story. I have a family member didn't call or anything, and they send me a cash app request. What? Hey. That would be a no. Do not pass go. That's that. That's <laughs> that. Um, it's, it's, you know, interacting but not being connected, you know. Um, <clears throat> not connected, right. Uh No. And so, uh, yes, are you you predetermining in your mind what the results of an interaction will be? And then um, are you you trying to preserve and protect yourself from being hurt? Sometimes people avoid certain situations as a defense mechanism, Mm -hmm. right? And and that's a a normal response, but you have to understand and step out of it to say, is this actually going to be benefiting me? And like we discussed earlier, according to the, to the uh, experts, it is biologically within us to want to engage with other people because that means survival. Um, so then the, um, the, uh, the uh, big question, 
are you giving others the benefit of the doubt? And like going back to the example of calling someone on the phone, you call someone on the phone, you really have something you want to tell them, it's, 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 itching, it's itching to get out, and they're kind of short with you. Maybe they're busy right now. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're running late themselves, and they just have something going on. Right. So are you going to assume that they're pushing you off, or, or is it that you're going to assume that perhaps they have something else going on? And so as we're, as we're closing out here and as we're wrapping up, I say do be encouraged. There, if there, there is hope. Definitely, if you are feeling lonely, um, seek seek out uh, seek out professional help. Um, the statistics say that forty percent, forty six percent of of all Americans across the board, the population, feel lonely regularly, wow. and that chronic loneliness can lead to um, very disastrous impacts. Um, the statistics and the information show that feeling lonely. Feeling lonely um, is as dangerous for your health as smoking a pack of cigarettes per day. And so the tip for journey here, as we are closing out here, we're going to be reading um, from Joshua 5 and 6. God told Joshua as a leader, no man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life, just as I was with Moses. So I will be with you. I will not leave you or forsake you. Thank you for joining us on this week's broadcast. My prayer is that you continue to grow, find peace, forgiveness, knowledge, and information. To learn more or connect with us, visit our website at the PSDiamondCelebration.com. Until next time.